I'd also like to touch on the fact that Vita has the highest accuracy rate of all tax programs in the country. People need to know this. The accuracy rate for Vita is 92.6%. This is nationwide. It's our process. One person does it and another certified person reviews it. Every single tax return. Welcome to another episode of the Interesting People Podcast. I'm joined by Malcolm Fergal, the Director of Community Impact over at United Way, and Rebecca Full, the VITA Program Manager. Thank you for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Today, we're going to talk all about VITA. Do one of you guys want to tell me what VITA stands for and what it does? VITA is Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. It's actually a program out of the IRS. It's very much a secret in some ways, and it shouldn't be. There are 92,000 VITA locations throughout the country. And what VITA does, you get Certified volunteers, IRS certified. There's two levels. There's basic and there's advanced certification. And you do free taxes for individuals and families making what they consider a moderate income level. So we do taxes for people making 54000 or less a year. That doesn't play into the Alice or poverty conversation. Do you guys have a set number? That number is set by the IRS at a national level. But that obviously includes folks in the Alice population in Frederick County because the individual is $31,500 a year in the Alice survival budget for Frederick County. And 32% of Frederick County households are below $60,000 a year. That's one out of every three. So there's a lot of households who qualify for VITA in local area. And then also, did you want to talk about MyFreeTaxes.com? Yes. United Way has partnered with H&R Block. If you go through UnitedWay.MyFreeTaxes.org, it takes you into the same H&R Block software that everyone else pays for, but you can, and if you make 66000 or less, you can do your taxes totally free yourself. And you can even e-file, because typically, a lot of times, it's, things are advertised for free, then you get the e-filing, and you're like, oh, 20 bucks for federal, 20 for state, totally free. And it is the same software that, that your next door neighbor's paying $30 for something plus $40 to EFOP. But it's only if you make 66 or less. And you obviously have to be capable of doing your taxes yourself. But you can even do it on your phone. They're so easy. They've got an app for it. And that's important, too, because I think a lot of cases, if someone's using FIDA, their refund isn't going to be that big, right? Not with earned income tax credit. A lot of these refunds are quite large. The first thing on your website that it mentions is the earned income tax credit. For people not familiar with that, what is the earned income tax credit? So that was a program that was started during the Reagan administration in the 80s, and it was a program directly aimed at bringing working families in America above poverty. And in that case, the federal definition of poverty. It can be quite significant because if it's going to do that, it would need to be sometimes a few thousand dollars. And it's depending on the size of the family, how many folks are in the household. But it can be, especially because you can claim the ITC earned income tax credit for previous years if you haven't filed your taxes, mm-hmm. that can add up pretty quickly. We've had people with over $10,000 in returns because they haven't done their taxes for two or three years. Rather than having to reduce a lot of additional government programs or nonprofit work, you could just give the money back to the worker because mm-hmm. they've worked for it over the year. And then that allows them to not be at the federal poverty level, but brings a quite large number of working families in America who would be at federal poverty or below above the federal poverty line. Now, we know that still doesn't help solve the problem of the cost of living in Frederick County, and that's where a whole other situation is, and we can talk about that too, but we strongly encourage working families in Frederick County, low to moderate income, to come into our VITA sites. And you're working because it's earned income. If you don't work, you're not going to be eligible for that. And you have to be between ages 25 and 64, I believe, which they're trying to change it to be 18 to 25. For our population, this is the most money they're going to see at one time. Exactly. It might be five, $6,000, and they don't see that kind of money, except over spread over months. One of our avenues is that we want to help them utilize it. We always try to have a discussion with them of to start savings. Families that have even you know a $500 emergency fund just do well. You know, a lot of things that happen to us in life, car breaks down, the kid needs new shoes, just any of these sort of things. We think of them as an emergency, but in many ways they're not, because these things are going to happen. 
happen to all of us. So we highly encourage people to, you know, if they're getting $5,000 and, you know, lots of times they go, well, yeah, it's going to pay bills. And, and we totally understand this. There's no pressure, if you will. We just see it as a way to offer financial education. The United Way's mission is financial stability and offers other financial stability programs. So people come to us. We do their taxes. Our goal is to do, number one, accurate taxes. We also try to make it fun. And, you know, taxes is real nerd-like and all this kind of stuff, but we really have a wonderful team. We've got a retired nuclear engineer, lawyers, actuaries, and we have a number of college students. We've got this time, we have three Hood College accounting students that are interning. Just try to make it a positive environment and not like, oh, it's a death sentence. And engage the clients, kind of get to know them. And it's interesting because in our culture, we don't share financial information. And there's no situation where anybody goes, you know, your friends are over something, you leave your W-2s and your 1099s <laughs> laying on the table and go, hey, look. So it's really sort of an intimate thing because, you know, here I'm sitting next to some stranger and I'm asking him questions. Are you married? Do you have kids? How many kids do you have? <laughs> all these sort of things. Yeah. Do you have any other income? Yeah. And they're exposing all this yeah. information in front of us. People will start talking about things. They'll start talking about financial things, their credit scores. Do I, we know place where they can get a good used car, you know, their rent's going up. Do we know of any other housing things? So it's a great opportunity for the United Way, the Prosperity Center to go, yes, credit score. We have a credit cafe that's offered every other month. It's free. You'll meet with a certified credit counselor. You want to know the steps to get into homeownership? Every month there's a first-time homeowners class that's held here. Letting them know these things. To, and also well, the Prosperity Center has quite a few savings products. Those do have income limits, but actually have a one-to-one -one match. So like you're saving for a car, if you can put $1,000 away this year, it's going to turn into $2,000. Are those all taught at Prosperity Plaza? Because I think Ken said last time I spoke with him, you guys had had VITA programs heading into Hillcrest as well. What's the location for all this? There's three locations. For VITA, yeah. Yes, for VITA, three locations. Mm -hmm. One is at the Bernard Brown Community Center, which is where the Prosperity Center is. And then the other one is at Hillcrest Community Center, which is 1150 Orchard Terrace. That's only going to be during the day because that's the only time we have use of the facility. And then we're actually going up to all the way north in Frederick to Emmitsburg, Seton Center. Yeah, the Daughters of Charity, one of our partners. So they're, we're trying it for six weeks sort of a test to see how many people yeah. we get. I've got three certified tax preparers yeah. ready to start. Everything we've talked about, I don't think we've mentioned that VITA is free. It's free to access. Just call it to 2-1-1 and we really want to encourage people to take advantage of that Emmitsburg site because it's the first time we've opened that up. And we're hoping in the future to expand to Brunswick and depending on how successful this Emmitsburg site is, it will inform that future expansion. It's been now three years been working with Rebecca on the program, but only actually two years where United Way of Frederick County through its Prosperity Center has directly managed the program. And we couldn't be more thrilled to work with Rebecca on that. But yeah, it was just a really natural thing when we we came together in spring of 2014 to make that focus on financial stability that Rebecca mentioned earlier to form the Prosperity Center. We knew that there was things we had to do. And one of them was we were already supporting VITA. We wanted to really ramp that up and expand its presence in the county. As Rebecca has already mentioned, partner with Interfaith Housing Alliance, Community Action Agency, and others to bring in programs for folks that need them, whether it be credit counseling, the home buyer workshop that Rebecca mentioned. And some things are at the Prosperity Center, some things are at those nonprofits locations, but we always make our space available. And our primary partner, of course, being the Housing Authority of the City of Frederick, who owns that building. Mm. Um, the Prosperity Center is and has been very generous in the use of that space towards this purpose. We are thrilled that now we also have a definition of how people we're trying to reach regarding financial stability in the county through the information in the ALICE report. All that information combined with tools like VITA, I think, is a really powerful way to, to make a difference for folks here in, in the county. Emmitsburg in particular, and I could, maybe this has changed as I spoke with Ken, but I think he said that was one of the major ALICE areas in particular. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? It's the biggest outlier, yeah, 55%. And that's why we did that as our first expansion out of the city of Frederick. The city of Frederick is 43%, which is pretty high too. And that is typical for 
urban areas, but the outlier on the far end was definitely Emmitsburg. And so it's about 10% federal poverty, but even then you have 45% of the households who are above federal poverty, but below the cost of living. That's a lot of folks who we want to get the VITA program to. With Hillcrest, I have to imagine there's some Spanish speakers coming in. Are there some challenges with that? There would be, except this year we have partnered, but we're very excited about this. We're partnering with the Spanish-speaking community of Maryland, and they have two gentlemen that are getting certified. One of them actually is a CPA, but they're both in the process of getting certified. Last year, we did have one Spanish-speaking tax preparer and one greeter that was Spanish-speaking. Now we're going to have three Spanish-speaking tax preparer. We also offer Burmese, and because there's a large Burmese population within Hillcrest, one of the Hood students is from that population and is majoring in finance. And then also we have two Chinese tax preparers. And this is really difficult. I'm very happy about this. Getting American Sign Language interpreters, because in Frederick County has a large deaf population because we have Maryland School for the Deaf. Some of them, their children would maybe be, you know, adults or college students, that sort of thing. And so sometimes like the family would come and they'd have the kid on FaceTime. So I'd be asking the child, well, what about this? And then they, they would sign. So, you know, we found ways around that. And we can always write notes, but it's, there's anything that sort of more technical and stuff, it, it yeah. can be difficult yeah. to communicate. But unfortunately, it's hard to get interpreters because they're usually highly paid. Interpreters make 75 to $100 an hour. Getting somebody to come free for a couple hours a week is usually difficult. But now we've got a woman coming three hours a week to the Hillcrest location. Within the software we use, we can put in there what days. And when you call 211, they have a mechanism to speak the language that you do speak and That's interpreter right. there. Regarding children, we don't have like babysitting per se. We have no problem with people bringing kids. And we actually mm-hmm. usually have little treats for the kids, coloring yeah. books and matchbox yeah. trucks and that sort of thing. A lot of times, especially the child's old enough, we'll have them draw something for us or color something. We try to get them to write taxes or fun. <laughs> we, try to, we try to kind of play with the, you know, just make it a fun, silly, we go, you know, we go, we got to groom them young. Taxes are fun. Taxes are fun. And when they're leaving, wasn't it fun coming here? Yeah. And actually we have one of our volunteers has supplied us with a lot of coloring books, crayons, and these trucks and toys and things. And so we try to send the children home with something. And again, we really try to make it fun. We get a, a population that can also be, you know, some of the people that are maybe developmentally disabled or that sort of thing really sweet, sweet people, and they enjoy coming. They remember me every year and this sort of thing. And it's just, it's just sweet. There's, most people are very grateful for this program and that we do open it to try to ask me questions. What else do you need to know? When you're doing all that kind of stuff, how long does a session run? Do you guys have a time limit? We book an hour, but if it runs over, it runs over. We also have limits. There are certain taxes we can't do. If someone has rental income, it's called out of scope, and we are not certified to do that. A lot of people in Frederick have a side gig going on, or maybe that's their total job, but there's a lot of people that have a Schedule C, and we can do those as long as it doesn't involve if they have employees, if they have inventory, or if they have depreciation of equipment. Again, that's out of VITA scope because you're getting into something that more complicated. And the IRS is like, no, 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 you guys, you, we don't want to do anything out of scope because if we do that, then we could take a chance of losing our grants and things. And we don't want to do that. I'd also like to touch on the fact that VITA has the highest accuracy rate of all tax programs in the country. Really? Yes. Yeah. This is a fascinating tidbit that people need to know this. I'm comparing it to like H&R Block, Liberty, Jackson Hewitt, and I'm not dissing any of those places. And of course, they can't compare it to every, you know, mom and pop CPA firm. The actual rate for VITA is 92.6% accuracy. This is nationwide. It's our process. Every tax return is reviewed. One person does it and another certified person reviews it. Every single tax return is reviewed twice. And also, again, we do have a limit of what we do. So it makes us kind of really good at it. You know, the taxes we do, we know them really well. 
well. And our local office going into our third year, our audits have been 100% correct. Really? It's, it's an audit. I'm not trying to say that 100% of everything, right. it did, but yeah, they've been 100%. They've been perfect. I'm very proud of that. We have some great volunteers. As well as your IRS site visits. And right? yeah, our site visits, yeah. What in particular got you interested in running VITA? My husband and I retired in 2015, and within six months, we were bored out of our minds. And we both wanted to do something. I do think of myself as a young retiree. My background, I've got an MBA, and my background has always been in accounting and finance. And I actually did taxes professionally for two years. I saw this posting and thought, oh, this looks interesting. I just really enjoy it. It's what I'm looking for, just kind of a part-time gig during the winter. For me, it's very rewarding. I've always worked in the corporate environment. It's really rewarding to be at a place in life where I can give back. I love the challenge of it. And it's so nice to work with this population and to feel like you're giving back and making a difference. That really resonates with me. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in a cube just kind of being a paper pusher. And not that I regret my career or anything, but I'm in a different place in life. I can do this and I really enjoy it. I always tell people that I know Rebecca does about 12 months of work in those few months of the year. <laughs> and you start coming back in the office around November, right? About that this sense. year was October. October, yeah. so see. So there's a lot of prep work too that goes into getting ready. Last year we had over 500 households come in. We had over a million dollars in returns come million in. too. So that's money coming into Frederick County to Frederick families to spend in Frederick businesses and pay bills to Frederick businesses, you know, whatever it may be. Put savings in Frederick banks. The program is partially funded by Maryland Cash. It used to be called Maryland Cash Campaign, but now it's Maryland Cash. But otherwise funded by United Way of Frederick County as part of our work in the Prosperity Center. So through our grants and workplace giving campaigns that we run. So we're very thankful for the support we get in the community to do this because we couldn't do it without that support. With the tax changes that just happened, did you guys have to do any kind of retraining or what effect does that have at all on this program? It doesn't have any this year because it's next year that mm -hmm. all those tax laws take effect in 2018. So it won't be until next year this time that we're looking at that. And a lot of people have asked me that question about how it's going to affect the taxes. It does look like a lot of people will get a bit more back, but it really is going to depend on the special, you know, how many children you have, yeah. this sort of thing. Only about 20% of our clients are homeowners. So we don't really have to do Schedule A too much. Most of ours don't itemize. And a lot of them, our homeowners are older. They either don't have a mortgage or they have such little mortgage that it doesn't allow them to itemize. I think the biggest thing is going to be, in the first year anyway, if their withholdings during their income mm -hmm. checks were done correctly. Because since the tax bill was put through so quickly, the IRS is expecting businesses to change those withholdings, but they don't yet have the new forms and new formulas to do that. So they kind of have to try it manually. Unless someone's staying on top of that, uh, making sure that things are done correctly, they may end up having too much or too little you know, mm -hmm. taken out of their paycheck. Yeah, and that's, and, a, that's you know. a very good point, Malcolm, because that's what happens is they'll, everyone's real happy, like, oh my gosh, I'm getting yeah. $75 more every other week right. in my paycheck. But then when they bottom line it, when you do your taxes, which is basically a reconciliation, and then they're like, oh my gosh, I owe $1,000 where I usually get 2000 back type of thing. And it's mm. like, oh yeah, you know that $75 you got extra? And I'm just making numbers off the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. That, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. I mean, put out some information, but it is challenging. I mean, because also I mentioned earlier the scale, you know, it's hundreds of households we work with. And that's one of the, there's very few programs I know of that in a short time, you know, have that kind of in-depth, hour-long, mm -hmm. intimate conversation, as you heard, as a minimum. And then at the same time, going through hundreds of them. We're thinking of strategies we can use to help people understand that. We're, we're working on it. We'll keep on working on it. And we do things, you know, throughout the year, that not during the tax season, just getting information out there. There's also activity going on at the state level. You heard Rebecca mentioned the age requirement. The state level has been active work the last few years, Maryland Cash leading that. We're part of that advocacy effort to change that state earned income tax credit, because there's also a state earned income tax credit that you can qualify for. And that looks like there's a better chance to get that age lower and also to help more financially households that don't have children. Because right now, 
the biggest benefit for both the state and federal is those who are 25 or older and also have children. You know, there's an argument to me, why is such a huge financial disincentive for those who don't have children? Because it's a huge difference. It's not like a small difference mm-hmm. in the credit. That's something we've been talking about with our representatives in Annapolis and using the Alice report to kind of show the case for the need for it. You're going to Amidsburg because yeah. of Alice and a couple of That's things. Right. What are some of the other decisions that you've made because of the Alice report? Match savings programs. We were looking at, and we already knew this anecdotally when we were managing the one for the home purchases. That was a three-to-one match savings program through a federal IDA grant with the Department of Health and Human Services. And we already realized that there was limitations there because it only allows people to qualify who are up to 200% of federal poverty. The Alice data shows that most folks, you know, the can't afford the cost of living here, that's 300 to 400%. If you're making 200% or less, how are you going to have money to put into a savings account? You, you yeah. may qualify, but you don't have any additional money to put into a savings account. So we're working on a new program that we'll be announcing hopefully very soon that will expand the qualifications for home purchase assistance to be at the Alice level or below. So that'll be a big difference and help allow us to have a lot more households. And so that's been something we've been working on since last spring, summer. I wish I could say more, but mm-hmm. stay tuned. We're very excited about that. So the other area is that we're trying to increase where we support and fund programs that have intersections between our three areas of education, health, and financial stability. So we kind of looked at those as silos in the past, but what we realized with the Alice is that you really need to have all three of those in place to become truly financially stable and then prosperous. We're looking to support with our grant-making programs programs, for example, applications that they may work primarily on education, but they we know because they're coming to the school and getting those after school program and getting dinner, for example, that there's going to be a health outcome too, because they're, they're having more nutritious meals and they're able to eat more regularly. So we're looking for those kind of intersections and in our grant making and our investments in the community, as well as what we do ourselves. But the other one, and so the board formed an advocacy committee last year, again, partially in response to the Alice report data. And we have a list of advocacy positions on our website. The top one is affordable housing, get increasing that. And one of them, that's on there too is what I was mentioning earlier on the state earned income tax credit. We see it as the issue here in Frederick County is how do we support families, especially both the working families, but also retired citizens and seniors to become financially stable so that they can be independent of the need to getting services either from the government or nonprofits. And that's going to take a lot of work and take time. But that's why housing is that number one issue because if you can stabilize their housing situation, that has been shown to have an immediate impact on their other needs. And we're very excited because this summer wrapping up work on an update to the Alice report data. So that will also help us focus our work and guide our decisions on these programs. And that should be released by the fall of this year. So that's something that we're very excited about too. And it's very hard to play weatherman with this. We do have the past years of data. And though it shows the percentage stabilizing, it also shows what we all know that Frederick County's growth has been increasing the number of population. So we think the percentage may not be a big difference as far as that one of every three households, but we do expect to see a natural larger number of households who are under Alice simply because of our population growth. Those are some of the trends we're looking at and, and things like that. A bunch of materials that we can get people, our website has information. Unitedwayfrederick.org or prosperitycenter.org, both have information. We also have print flyers mm-hmm. and records getting, getting them out in the community and posters and grocery stores and things like that. Do you encourage people to stop by Prosperity Plaza at any time with questions or what's the best way in person that people can reach out to you guys? We have a Prosperity Center manager who's a full-time staff person. James Baker, you met him um, yeah. when we did the little interview before. And James is available. We prefer people to make appointment with him. Yeah. But yeah, people do come by because there's a big sign on the door and then he's there to talk to them. We also have our information shared with two-on-one so they can make a appropriate referrals and work with our partners just this morning. The Frederick Coalition for Financial Success was meeting, which is a coalition of nonprofits and local government agencies who are working to support families in the community, become financially successful. And James is there and they all know about the Prosperity Center so they can make those referrals too. Are you seeing people mostly reaching out through 211 or website or the people that need it? Like they come in with smartphones or home computers? Like what do you see when people are coming in with that? You have to have an appointment. Mm -hmm. They make their appointments through 211. Gotcha. You know, we encourage people. I mean, I prefer for everyone to be self-sufficient. You know, the idea of 
teach a man to fish instead of giving him a fish. People can do their taxes themselves. That's wonderful. And again, with unitedwaymyfreetaxes.org, that's a, a great way to do it. That would be totally free. But, you know, if you don't have access to a computer, you don't feel comfortable doing that, you know, you feel like they're too complicated for you. That, that's what we're there for, to help the people with that. Other thing is talking about savings. Last year, we did over 700 tax returns. The average tax return, I believe, last year, they were saying cost, if you had a preparer do it, was like $293. We saved people $144,000 on fees alone and what people would have paid. We're a free resource. And even sometimes people will stop in just with like tax questions because they make too much money, but they kind of hear about us and go, hey, can you just help? And we're, we're glad to, yeah. to answer those up to our capability. Would you consider it a win if someone used, went to the center one year and then next year felt confident enough from the conversation to then use the website or do it on their own? Oh, yeah. My goal would be that they all make too much money that they can't come back to. It, <laughs> you know? My yeah. goal is to work myself out of a job here. Yeah, that would be what we want to see. We want to get the word out so that people yeah. that need us, that are paying somebody right. 250 $300, $400 to their taxes or are doing themselves and struggling so much, not at all comfortable when they hit that send button. That's what we're there for. Yeah. You know, we're there for that to to help them. But also part of that helping is educating them, especially when like college students come to us. My fault, you're in college, you should be able to do your own taxes. <laughs> we do them, but I talk to them about it. And actually, I think it's some sort of that once they see, you kind of show it to them. Like, you, you know, you got, you're a college student, you got a couple W-2s. Yeah. You're not claiming yourself. So this is zero. This is, <laughs> yeah. But there is the need, there is that population. So we want to help them and do what we can and do their taxes for them, do them accurately, make it a positive experience. And can be tough, though, because they come in and they owe money and they didn't think they were. You know, that does tough to make that a positive experience. Yeah. And also let them know of other financial stability products within Prosperity Center and anything else we know of that's mm -hmm. people say they need a car. I'd tell them about Second Chance Garage. It's mm -hmm. down the block from yeah. us. Yeah, we invite all nonprofits and agencies that support families in the community to give us information and flyers mm -hmm. that we put out at the Vita sites so that when folks come, they can get that information. Looking forward, what are your big hopes for Vita as it expands and grows? We're hoping to reach many more of these people. Malcolm said, I mean, you've got, what did you say, 43% of Frederick County? 43% of the city of Frederick, 32% of Frederick County. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there. Now, the one thing that's sad is when people don't do their taxes, because that usually gets into a spiral. And they yeah. don't do them because either they're not organized enough or they didn't know, how, you know, and it's like, yeah, just grab your paperwork and come to us and we'll help you. The IRS will only give you refunds back if you file within three years. So if you don't do it for five years, even if you're owed money back, you're not getting money for those first two years. So you're really losing out to not do your taxes on a, you know, on a timely basis. Our point is to grow, to get the word out there, letting some of the immigrant communities know that we are safe. We are a totally safe place. We don't ask immigration status. You have to have a social security card or an I-10, which is a another type of tax ID that immigrant may have. But if there's something in the things that, oh, well, this isn't the right paperwork, we don't report anything. Yeah. We don't, you know, we are totally safe. We do your taxes because for someone to want to become a citizen, they need to have proof that they file taxes. That's right. Yeah. We help with that. But if there's something that's, well, no, this paper isn't right. This isn't, we'll try to direct them where we can. So unfortunately, some of those resources may be at Montgomery County and not here. There's no reporting of anything. Does that make sense? No, that makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a, yeah, that gets into a bigger hornet's nest of people not understanding that immigrants do pay taxes and all that's that. That's right. Well, yeah. and exactly. And I can't yeah. look more white than I do. I mean, <laughs> look at me. I can assure you, podcast oh listeners, that, yeah, she does look very white. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. look at me, you know, so they're like, oh, my, you know, because last year, some of the immigrant population were concerned about coming because 
are, oh, is this going to mean something? Yeah. And that's why one reason we're so pleased about the partnership with the Spanish-speaking community to mm-hmm. let us know that, okay, we are just here yeah. to help. We are here to do your taxes. It's all we're concerned with. Mm-hmm. We will do them. If there's the right paperwork and everything we can do, we will do them. If it isn't there and we can point you in the direction of where to go to get that's whatever right. you need, we will do that. All we do is hit send and e-file to the IRS. Because those are the same confidentiality rules that protect everybody. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, and that's why that's like that. And that's the other reason we're excited about partnering with Spanish-speaking communities in Maryland because what they do is they offer legal services to help mm-hmm. people on the track to citizenship. That's great that they're volunteering with us to provide translation because then they can also tell the Vita clients, hey, if you're trying to resolve some of these issues, we can help you with that. They just opened a Frederick office. They've been active for decades in Montgomery County. They just opened a Frederick office last fall. So our point being to grow, I mean, we yeah. want to grow. We want to grow to get people that yeah. need us yeah. and that we're here, that we're here instead of going someplace and paying money to have this done. Because again, you save the fees and also we may be able to direct you to resources that could help with other things because we also will have a resource book around and be able to say, okay, well, especially now this year we have one for like health insurance. Not that we can get them health insurance, but we can at least go if there's somebody and they're interested in having health insurance and go, well, here, here's a place to contact. We try to be that sort of put because a lot of people come out with a lot of different questions and problems and things that during the off season, I try to find the resources so I can put things together and then let all of our volunteers know that, okay, if somebody's got this question yeah. or that, this is where they can go. I have to imagine since we're so close to it, that volunteer sign up is already over. Yeah. If they want to sign up, how early can they be like, hey, I want to help next year or that? When do you guys start looking for volunteers? Oh, they could tell us now. I keep a running list. <laughs> I, do, I just love my volunteers. And again, we, we have a really good team. And we also, and for people that would be considering volunteering, you have to get certified. It's online training. We do a couple classes. But we don't just stick you in a room with someone and suddenly you're going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? All of our locations are a larger room. You're sitting there with somebody, but 20 feet away, there's somebody else sitting there doing taxes. And so if you have a question, it's very easy just to go, hey, Malcolm, have you seen this? Or what do you mm-hmm. do? You know, this doesn't look like it's completed right. You're never on your own. And we make it very much sort of a classroom environment like that. We can all learn. We can just all learn from it. So no one feels like, oh, my gosh, what if I what if I couldn't answer a question? Yeah. And it's also everyone has this big binder with all these tabs in it that, you know, because none of us can remember all this stuff. They can contact James at the Prosperity Center or contact me or Malcolm. And I put you on the list. I usually start contacting people in October to see who's really interested if they know their January through April schedule. And then the training materials and things come out the middle of November. As I said earlier, we're looking to Emmitsburg as well, expand in Brunswick next year. Yep. So we've already started conversations with Mm -hmm. folks in Brunswick at the library and other organizations that open there next year. So that's really exciting. Also, we are partnering with BB&T Bank to bring, they have a whole bus that comes to communities to help bring financial information to different areas. So they're going to go out to that new Weiss store in Brunswick, have a preview for next year. We're going to be focusing on making appointments for them for Vita at the sites we do have this year, but also just like we did with the Vita sites, having it as an information resource and hub. So that's on February 15th from 4 to 8 p.m. Of course, free, and it's going to be free hot chocolate and some refreshments. The bus is heated. It's on. You know, it's a power bus. So it's February, but it won't be cold. And they can come on board and get their credit reports done for free. Thanks to volunteers from BBT Bank. Also make an appointment for Vita and then learn about what else is available to them in the community. When that same bus, two days later, on the Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., be in the city of Frederick. We're still confirming the location, but it will be in the city of Frederick. And that's going to be from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. And again, 
free hot chocolate and refreshments and the same benefits and information. I'm really excited to work with BBT Bank on that. We've been very, and this is where it's the benefit of the United Way running this program, is that we have a lot of relationships with some of the larger employers in the community, thanks to the Workplace Giving Campaign. So we've worked with multiple employers, including this year, Rick has done a great job working with the Frederick County Public School System to make sure all of their employees are aware of the program and of what benefits are available at the Prosperity Center, as well as sharing it through their schools with families through their Find Out First emails. And this has been our third year working the program, our second year running it, but we definitely think we've benefited from Rebecca's expertise, and we, we hope she continues to find it fun for many years to come. <laughs> well, thank you both for your time. I end every interview, every podcast with the exact same question, and I guess I'll ask it one at a time. What has you excited about the future? What are you looking forward to? Well, to keep this tax related, I'm looking forward to a successful tax year. We really hope to do at least 1,000 families. I'd love to get it even to 1,200. That's that's our stretch goal, yeah. And then after tax season, I'm looking forward to going to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) So on a personal note. There you go. Yes. I'm really, really excited about Emmitsburg. I think that's a really exciting opportunity. And the CN Center has been fantastic to work with. The sisters there are wonderful. That's what I'm hopeful for in the future. And I think it's really great that less than um, a year with the report coming out, we have that in place to offer to folks there. And I'm also really excited because the House Report's gotten, as you know, Patrick, far and wide awareness in the community. And I've been really hopeful by the response. It hasn't been just, okay, well, then we'll just give up or that's just too bad for those folks. It's everyone in their own way wants to know how they can help and, and are interested in being part of the solution and making sure as many families as possible are financially independent like Rebecca was describing. So that makes me very hopeful. I mean, you know, it's a privilege at United Way to be a part of working on that. Thank you both for your time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us.